Hey guys, we just wanted to do a huge thank you in the beginning of this episode to Melanie Quinn. She is one of our great friends from the alopecia community and she made our new intro song for those ball chicks. She's 26, a singer, songwriter, and musician, and she is an absolutely incredible human. So make sure you go check her out at Mel Quinn Music on Instagram. Thanks, Mel. We love you. Those ball chicks are here to slay. bald and balding people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm here with Paige and the beautiful shalice adder as you know we plan on having people with different types of hair loss to hear their stories and experiences so welcome shalice and thank you for being our first guest on our series that we're calling the bald pack journals after you introduce yourself we'll be asking you a few questions and getting to know you on a more personal level So please go ahead and introduce yourself and give us all the juicy details of your hair loss journey to date. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Hi. So a little thing is that people do call me Shalice, but it's pronounced Chalice. I do. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people think it's Shalice, but I still accept it anyway, but... (laughs) Yeah, oh, it's, it's oh, a I hard like pronunciation. Like, I like that. I like, I like that you. too. <laughs> That's very cool. Flow is nice. Yeah, it does flow nice. I, I love it. I love Chalice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so I'm Chalice Ader. I'm 23 years old. I was diagnosed with alopecia since I was one. From my parents' point of view, they didn't know what it was until we started going to like a bunch of doctors. I was only one year old, so I didn't remember going through a lot of doctors and all that. So my mom realized after as much doctors she went to, our doctor um, actually diagnosed me to alopecia because she noticed giant spots, losing a lot of hair. And so it's crazy because... I feel like I went through all the stages of alopecia growing up. When I was four, I had a full head of hair. And then I started losing it again in kindergarten. And I think kindergarten was kind of tough because it was like my first year of experiencing that I had a different appearance. So that's when I knew, oh, I'm actually different from a lot of people. And I was actually bullied in kindergarten by a first grader. And I was actually wearing a hat, like a baseball cap. And that was like my replacement to a wig because I didn't wear wigs at the time the bully actually like tipped my hat off and nobody in my class knew what was under my hat so I was in shock that everybody saw it and I was freaked out especially at a young age as a normal kindergartner would do I was crying and I was like ah like I was crying and I was so scared and I just remember my teachers and my close classmates were like all hovering around me to cover my head and stuff and then I went to the principal's office and I just realized like that's when I knew that my alopecia was different from everybody and I was like oh shoot this is insane that's so crazy that you remember Mm -hmm. that from kindergarten yes but I feel like most kindergartners would remember good things. I remember all the bad. That's <laughs> so cr- I barely remember much from kindergarten. So for you to remember that much, mm-hmm. just 
that's also just kind of telling how from such a young age kids can be such bullies like kindergarten kindergarten yeah yes I still remember the bully's name I still remember how he looks it's it's crazy my teachers and my classmates it's like they all knew that I had alopecia as I kept going to the new grade and so I felt more comfortable and so sixth grade that's when my mom was worried I was going to a middle school and here in Hawaii, we have like a lot of elementary schools, different elementary schools and like how they combine to one middle school. It's like I'm starting all over again to like have other people noticing that I only have a hat on because, you know, like in the back of the cap, it's an open space. They're like, oh, why is there no hair there? So at the end of sixth grade, I actually had a full head of hair, but it was only like one bald spot on the top of my head. So I had really long hair all the way down to my butt. And then I think graduation of sixth grade, transitioning to seventh grade, my hair started falling off again. And so my mom had to purchase my first wig, which was a synthetic like bob haircut. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually having a hair. It had the bangs and I was so excited, but I was also scared because this was my first wig. And so I wore the wig in seventh grade and it was kind of scary because I also lost my eyebrows. So I lost my eyebrows, I lost my eyelashes, and it was my first time being like completely bald. So it was a huge change. And I know in middle school, like you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to experience the change of everybody and stuff. So I had to deal with that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is so crazy. I was just going to say that too, because middle school was kind of the worst for me because that's when bullying started for me mm-hmm. um, and not for hair loss, just in general, just because mm-hmm. I was chubby in middle school and the kids loved to pick at that. They were like, oh my, oh my gosh, she's the chubby girl. So I know all about how kids can be. I mean, kids, teenagers, you grow mm-hmm. up and everybody just loves to pick at different things. If you're a little mm-hmm. bit different, people are like, you know what? I'm going for it. So yeah, but I yeah. understand that. It was also different because in eighth grade, that's when my friends started getting boyfriends and stuff. Like I had crushes here and there, but I was also afraid like to tell them that I had hair loss because I wouldn't want them to make fun of me. And I just remember this other experience with a boy. And I remember I told him that I liked him. And then my friend went up to him and told her like, oh, Charlotte likes you and all that stuff. And then I was waiting for the reaction and he looked at me and then his friend that was next to me, he basically was like a classmate in elementary and he knew that I was bald with alopecia. So he told him that this boy from another elementary school that was in the same grade as me, he was like, hey, watch out for her because she's kind of bald. She has a wig on. So when I saw them laughing, I was like, oh, shoot, here, you know, <laughs> I'm bald. And I was like, damn, these boys are like, it was just scary. And yeah. I, it was very scary because that made me have trust issues on having a partner. Of course. Holy. I, I absolutely understand that. Basically, from there, I was like, oh, I'm not going to date anybody here. And all my friends had boyfriends. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm the fifth wheel. I'm like the fourth wheel. I was like pretty much used to it so I was more focused on just doing school and dealing with that but it was very weird because I also had trust issues with school having hair no hair and also dealing with my dad who was this is off topic but like he was a drug addict so it made me have trust issues on that so absolutely that was like it was, it was like crazy it was a rough time yeah it sounds it, like was, it was it was a lot Mm-hmm. With, especially so, being so young yeah growing up with family problems and also dealing with school it was like 
what is life? <laughs> yeah, right. You start questioning things like, what is going on? What did I do wrong in a different life? Is this what I deserve? Right. So I think a part of me that made me strong is journaling. I would always love to write about venting, like venting my problems and everything in a journal. And I still have it to this day. I have like middle school, freshman year, and so on and so of journal entries of my life of just dealing with friend group, struggling with like keeping my friends together because I always missed having like a certain comfortable surroundings with me. Yeah. And I feel like starting middle school, it was kind of hard because I lived in Oregon for two years of my freshman and sophomore year. And that was a big change because I had, again, deal with a new surrounding. I didn't experience living in the mainland for two years. I would say the island's very different. They're very like everybody knows everybody and all that stuff. So I went to Oregon and everybody knew their own groups and I was a new person. So it took me a while to like just be comfortable to have new friends and tell them that I had alopecia because it's so hard to like tell them what you have and how long you've had it for. And so when I would tell them, like, I've had this for so and so years, 14 years and 15 in my high school, they're like, what? You've lived this long with no hair? I was like, yeah. They would just look at my legs and they're like, you have no hair on your legs? I'm like, yeah. I would say as a flex because you don't have to. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I have no arm and leg hair. And so I think it was very obvious for other people too. So this is a funny story, but freshman and sophomore year in Oregon, I had like a money financial struggle. So I had to wear the same human hair wig for the past two years. I'm sure my classmates noticed, but my name tag ID had like the same hairstyle. <laughs> just for two years straight yes yes through the summers and everything they're like wow (laughs) she kept the same because you know how in high school they change the hair they color it all the time yep (laughs) (laughs) just the same stuff yeah (laughs) funny is when I first started getting alopecia I was wearing hats all the time and Mm -hmm. people start started to think oh she must just really like hats like Mm -hmm. her favorite type of accessory (laughs) is a hat and I'm like no Hiding all my baldness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the same thing. I used to put my synthetic wigs up because it was easier just to keep them in a ponytail than letting them mat. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Why do you never put your hair down?" And I'm like, yeah. "Why are you concerned about my hair?" Like, mm-hmm. They're like so curious. So like, yeah, why don't you do anything? Put accessories and stuff. I'm like, because I don't want it to fall off. And I'm running in PE. Right. <laughs> I, I literally didn't put my hair up because I was scared that my wig would fall from the front because I didn't know about tapes back then yep or like neither did I oh I my goodness to, it was the adjustable band oh and also yeah. in the middle school I also had an incident where I almost fainted because I kept my band so tight that I didn't want it to fall off <gasps> in PE that I almost fainted because it was like super duper tight super tight yeah yes oh so my gosh that's terrible it was like so crazy because I didn't know what the tape ends were I didn't know oh, anything right. about it I feel like one of my biggest fears was glue. When I found out about glue, I'm like, I have no idea. I still, I still never tried glue. I only tried the tape in. Yeah, it's definitely something. I feel like it's just a process you got to get used to because when I first used glue, (laughs) I used a whole glob of it and you do not need that much glue. Let me tell you, you just need a couple of uh, dabs and Uh but I was like the whole (laughs) box glued on for days or weeks, I guess. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
that's so funny middle school I also didn't have eyebrows so I remember my mom waking me up at six in the morning every single morning and I'm like just have a sleep on the chair and she's just drawing out my eyebrows trying to rush before work <laughs> oh you're kidding really yeah so good I, mom though oh absolutely my mom was like a big supporter and she would always help me on my eyebrows some days were messy. That's why I would always have um, <laughs> bangs. Yeah, the bangs is like the hope. But I remember one day for picture taking, it was like one was darker than the other. And I was like, <laughs> "Mom, my eyebrows were darker." She's like, "This was at six in the morning and all that stuff." It was just so funny because we were like so new at this. Oh, absolutely! It's all mm-hmm. a learning curve. I feel it's like oh, it's thing to do with hair loss. I'm mm-hmm. learning stuff every day. I still, this day, I'm like, well, I didn't know I had to do this Uh because I just shaved my head completely and like baked all of it. Uh What was that? A couple weeks ago? A couple months ago? I had no idea how to do it. Like Kristen was helping me figure out how to do it. I didn't know how to shave it. I'm like, get the Gillette sensitive, like make sure. (laughs) Not too hard. Not too fast. (laughs) You have to learn so much with hair loss, which is so Uh funny because you're like, oh, you just like lost your hair, but no. You, you basically are in school for hair loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I grew so many calluses from just trying to keep maintenance on my sh- Like, till this day, I still, like, leave my hair growing until like, probably four weeks. And then mm-hmm. my boyfriend reminds me, I see your patches already on FaceTime. <laughs> I was like, oh, should I shave my head? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't see it behind my head. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Absolutely. But, yeah, high school was a very big challenge. I feel like throughout the years, it made it grew callous until junior year. I was like, you know what? F it. I'm just gonna go to school bald. Junior year, I started wearing beanies, yeah. like beanies every single day. And, you know, in Hawaii, especially in my city in Ewa Beach, it's always hot. There's no rain. There's no wind. I'm out here sweating in my classroom with no AC, <laughs> with a beanie. And I was like, oh my God, I'm putting torture on myself. I was scared to wear the baseball cap because the hole in the back. The so in I was like, yeah. I'm just going to stick with beanies. So I would always come out with beanies and, you know, beanies with the hoop earrings. I was like my thing. Oh yeah. That's a look. That's a yes, look. It's it a is good a look. look. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. And then I think in senior year, that's when I just started going bald. And at that point, they... My classmates knew like I was that bald girl, but I feel like I was very confident at senior year because again, like they're asking, when are you going to start dating? I just didn't want to date anybody on this island because I was scared from that middle school incident that I feel like guys were also afraid to talk to me because I was too confident. Like they saw how like that way. That makes sense. Definitely. I feel like guys are like, whoa. You know, she's, yeah. she's very, very confident in herself. I better step off. Yeah, because that, I would say 2015 was the time when I started posting on Instagram because um, I'm on an island. So I would always post like beach pictures, you know, being bald and stuff. So I guess they were also intimidated by my confidence wise. Like I was the opposite. Like I would be scared to talk to guys, but when they would approach me, I would seem confident by my story, by mm-hmm. my alopecia story. But I literally didn't start dating until I would always think that guys weren't interested in me because of my baldness. So that mindset like literally stayed with me until I was like probably 20. 
Yep. I was like, oh, guys aren't going to be interested in me because I'm bald. It's whatever. I'm just going to be the bad bitch I am and, you know, self-love. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I was just like just being myself and just, you know, posting and doing whatever. I guess that made me grow as a person also. I don't know. I didn't really have the love interest until I met my boyfriend. It's a funny story. I don't know if you guys would want to hear, but Absolutely. we of course we, want to hear it. Who doesn't love a boy story? <laughs> he actually DMs me on Instagram. And it's funny because he thought that I have had boyfriends previous I had an internet boyfriend but I would say I didn't meet him at all or anything but he dm'd me and so he would compliment all my photos and I, was, I thought he was just you know like those usual compliment people like oh you're so beautiful you're so strong so it's like oh thanks you know I guess like we started talking about R&B music and stuff and I noticed that he's a family-oriented person and he was very caring and we had a lot of the same interests what shocked me was that he was also a Libra because I'm a Libra too <laughs> so I was oh because like I'm into zodiacs and stuff but it was so crazy that one thing led to another we actually met four months after we started talking and his family was like they made me feel so comfortable to the point where I could just be myself like, I'm sure they knew my story because my Instagram has like my articles and stuff about me but it was just so they made me feel like at home and so whenever I would visit, it was, oh, he's from San Diego, by the way. But whenever we would have the long distance relationship, it felt comfortable. Like I knew him for a long time. But yeah, I feel like when people were alopecia, I would say like face your fears because you never know what to expect because I literally believe in love until I was like 20 until I met him. Absolutely. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of people in the hair loss community that feel that too, or even mm-hmm. But if they break up with someone that went through their hair loss journey with them and then they mm-hmm. try and find love again, oh, yeah. that's really hard to do too. Because you're mm-hmm. like, well, that one person knew. How am I going to tell someone new all about this? Like, I don't yeah. want to go through that again. So mm-hmm. I feel like putting yourself out there and just telling the person that you're interested in or falling in love with the truth, mm-hmm. it's hard. T- trust yes. me, it, it took me eight it months is. to tell my current fiance that mm-hmm. I was balding and like <laughs> oh okay but and man was I sweaty and terrified of that I just remember I was, shaking <laughs> I was very nervous to meet his family because I was like I feel like I would be the very oddball out of everybody because I was oh, bald yeah. but they literally accepted and they loved that I was a natural beauty and that I love myself and stuff so I love that too. I love that they just made you feel at home and didn't Mm -hmm. make you feel awkward or anything like that. Like that's, that's a true testament to a good person, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. I was going to say, you got to love a supportive family because it's really hard when you have people in your life that don't support your journey or that you're going through. So that's awesome that they were just like, Hey, we love you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Come on in. (laughs) Yes. I feel like I'm a very aware person even when I make friends and stuff. I do notice that in the past, whenever I would talk to people, they would always say like, oh, how come you don't wear wigs? Or why don't you prefer wigs? I'm like, I don't want to wear wigs. I grew up being bald. This is me. And I would say I would play dress up in wigs, you know, for occasions. My wig experience in middle school to high school, I would say that made me hate wigs. But I also accepted it to play dress up you know every other day and stuff but I do too I mean hey I'm all about it (laughs) 
Um, which is funny enough because I was like, I love how day to day you can be a different person. I think mm-hmm. it's so exciting and fun. And which is why I actually just started a business all about like a small business all about bulk. Um, oh, yeah. So like right behind me, <laughs> I'm making budget friendly head wraps. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So it's like for people that don't want to spend $30, $40 on a head wrap, mm-hmm. like a really nice one. Mm-hmm. And the types of head wraps you can make and the different styles and everything, that's so fun because you can just curate it with the hoops and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. so that's really fun. We have a couple questions for you. If yeah, you're go ahead. Going to take them. Don't forget about the other <laughs> stuff that's on your website or will be the stickers. You got to go oh. check out her stickers. <laughs> And the art prints, because man, like she's going to town in the creativity department over here. I just feel like there needs to be more artwork with bald people. I don't see Mm -hmm. much artwork with bald people. And I think it's so cool to have around your house, like hanging up on your wall, just bald art because it's a good representation, you know? And going back to what you had said there earlier, the piece around that, you know, like people were asking you, why don't you wear wigs? And mm-hmm. it's just like, wait a second, why can't I just be me? Why mm-hmm. why do I have to have an excuse? Why did you even ask this question, right? Yeah. And it's because we really need to normalize being bald. It's it, okay. Yeah. That's why I love that. I feel like ever since I graduated high school, I've seen so many bald women and men come out. I was like, yes. Because I love to see it on social media. Like I, I've been following those bald community Instagram accounts and I just love seeing so many like bald people, bald kids. I love that it's influencing kids at a young age because I didn't have that when I was small. I had to like, you know, have idols with hair and like I wanted to be them. But I love that that kids can also have idols of us. I like, exactly I agreed. I, I totally agree. Seeing people out there that are just modeling and doing mm-hmm. everything bald and just going out there and being themselves. It's not only great for the kids, it's good for everybody. Yes. Even me, like seeing mm-hmm. that, I was like, oh my God, I wish I had this eight years ago when I got diagnosed because I didn't think that this was out there. Mm-hmm. And people just kind of showcasing their baldness is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. So first question. Okay. We got a couple easy ones and then a couple hard hitters. Okay. <laughs> um, so the first one is what made you start advocating and spreading awareness for alopecia? I would say what started is, okay, this is out of the topic kind of, but Talia Joy was a cancer patient. I don't know if you guys remember her, but she was a big inspiration for me to spread awareness of alopecia in general. She was an idol for me because she was a YouTuber and stuff. I was inspired to share my story and and like share motivational quotes and stuff, you know, to people who would reach out to me, ask for advice and stuff. But I feel like for my Instagram platform, I loved sharing my story all the time and I love talking stories. So (laughs) I love like showing the beauty of being bald. I feel like wigs is also a plus if you love wearing wigs. But in my personal opinion, I love being bald, which is more comfortable for me, especially to the public. Like, I feel like a lot of people have a hard time to the public. But I also love having people come up to me and ask questions about my story. And I feel like explaining my story a lot, like it makes me feel better as a person. That's why I love posting pictures on Instagram, because it makes me feel better every day posting that I'm bald. If that I makes was, sense. I was gonna say, since you have all of your journals throughout your life, that mm-hmm. would be an incredible book. I've been wanting to have a book of my life story because I do have 
you know, life journey family-wise and a life journey of my alopecia. So I wouldn't mind having a book. Especially if you have all those notes and journals from your childhood too. People don't see <laughs> that stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like that that is just a bestseller waiting to happen for sure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the second one is what are the best resources or people that have helped you along your way? So obviously you just said one, but also like resources. Did you ever have any like support groups in school? Um, uh, no, I didn't. I would say my support group is my family and my friends, my best friends. My two best friends, Elisha and Millie, like they grew up with me. And my best friend, Elisha, we grew up together in elementary. So she was like literally my main sister, I would say. And she was always there for me in high school. Like if anybody would like mess with me, she was like my security guard. <laughs> But I would say my support system is my family, my boyfriend, and my best friends. They're the ones to, like, always help me out when I would have my bad days. I wouldn't say there was really any moments where I would look into social media to help me sometimes. But, yeah, I would say my family and my friends. That's incredible. I was going to say that's so incredible because I didn't really want to search on social media about baldness because I didn't want ads or anything like that. So it's kind of incredible how many people were out there that I could have found that I just didn't because I was so scared of it. So if you're listening to this, please search it because nobody will know that you're looking up all of our accounts or all of the, you know, Balterage and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Nobody will ever know. So please do it. It'll be so helpful. It really will. It really will. All right. What was the hardest hurdle to jump when it came to your hair loss? Oh, my. I would say the largest hurdle was trying to overcome my fear of going to the public being bald. That was the largest block in my life because I've actually wanted to be bald in public when I was in sixth grade. But my mom and my dad was very afraid for me. So that put the fear on me to like, oh, is this bad if I go to school bald? Like, you know, they're just like keeping an eye out for me. The largest hurdle was trying to take that wig off and go to school. Like there was moments where I would just cry and want to go to school bald, but it just didn't have like the urge because I was afraid. Yep. I guess that was my largest hurdle. I like (laughs) it. I relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I hid under that wig. It was my safety blanket. Yes. I was like, I'm comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody really knows, but I get my head. Nobody knows. No one can tell. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody can tell. (laughs) Okay. Another tough one. What lesson took the longest for you to learn? So for me, my biggest life lesson that's taken me the longest to learn is that I don't need to shove my feelings down and just move on. I can actually Mm -hmm. feel those feelings Mm -hmm. and then move on instead of, you know, piling them up and up until I burst. Mm -hmm. Mine was that you, me specifically, I shouldn't care about what anybody else thinks about what I'm doing or posting or talking about or saying, because whatever makes me happy, that's what matters most. Um, That was the hardest lesson for me to learn in Mm -hmm. life. And I put that towards hair loss too, because that was hard for me too. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I would say my lesson would be, I had to remind myself every day to just be myself. I had that in my bio since I started social media, but I took it off because, you know, I was like, it's getting old. But (laughs) personally, like I would always remind myself every time I wake up, I'm myself. I shouldn't be comparing myself to anybody, nobody's journeys. 
I'm my own person. Also, looking at, I would say, a lot of like motivational quotes. I would love, I used to be obsessed, like saving them from Pinterest into my phone and keeping them in a little folder just a reminder. But I love like reading motivational stuff and also people's journeys. Like, I would watch YouTube videos of people's life stories and like how they grew up. And I was, dang, like, I could relate to that, you know? So, I would say like just being myself and facing my fears is my lesson. But yeah, yeah that, that's a great one. My post is, you know, body confidence and alopecia confidence, but it's for me. Whatever I post, I love to post it. If it's too exposed, I ask for my mom's approval. And if my mom likes it, then I'll post it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cute. Um, <laughs> I, I'm all about body positivity too, because mm-hmm. I feel like growing up, I just remember everybody needed to be like, I just remember the magazines. I remember everything mm-hmm. I used to read was like, you need to look this way. And if you don't, you don't fit in. Yeah. And I just remember that has been ingrained in my brain my whole life. And hair loss was a part of that. Like, yeah. Having gorgeous hair was a part of that. So unlearning that I feel like is is key to success in your life because mm-hmm. once you start going by your own rules, it's oh yeah, great, <laughs> great to live by. We have time for more questions. We do. We have time. For Excellent. Time. Okay. What's your biggest fear and biggest motivator in life? Okay, so I would say my biggest fear was to be bald in public. Now that that's gone, I would say my biggest fear is heights. Ooh. Um. Yeah, heights is a big one. <laughs> Do you get vertigo where you look over and you feel like dizzy? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I <laughs> My body shakes and everything. Even at hotels, if I look over the balcony, I, I, I get sick. Like, and, nope, absolutely nope. Not. <laughs> not looking out that window. Yeah, my biggest fear is heights and that's yep. a no-no. I um, used to actually be fine with heights. Now I'm like, I don't think I can do it. Because I'm like, I just think I'm going to stumble if I look mm-hmm. over. It freaks me out and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> So you guys are not down to jump off the stratosphere with me again? No. Oh, I've seen that in Vegas. I was like, what is that? And like, I, I can't, no, I'll pass on that. <laughs> you, you might have to push me off for me to actually do it. <laughs> they do actually give you a little bit of a nudge. They're like, one, two, three, go. And then oh if you gosh. hold on, because that's what I did. I was oh just like, goodness. okay, let's try again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah, um, I'll watch from the bottom. I'll be like cheering you guys on. <laughs> yeah, just woohoo. <laughs> you got it. And then I think our last question is the most wait, important. wait, wait. Oh, did I miss one? Your biggest motivator. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, my biggest motivator is I would say, can there be two answers or mm-hmm. one? Okay. I would say my boyfriend and my family. My boyfriend literally helped me throughout many obstacles, even besides alopecia. He helped me literally getting into school and also pushing me to... I had a fear of trying to get a tattoo apprenticeship since I was young. And then that was my dream. And since I met him, he literally pushed me to contact a tattoo shop and I finally got an apprenticeship right now. Oh, so, that's great. Yes, I'm trying to get a tattoo license soon. I'm so excited. That's cause... super cool. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. awesome. I'm all about Thank tattoos. You. I have a whole bunch. So <laughs> I might be traveling to you just to a special one. Yes. <laughs> I've had that dream since I was 12 to become a tattoo really? artist. Mm-hmm. But oh, I just wow. had to do it. <laughs> You've yeah, been so I'm so that excited. For that long. Yes, <laughs> gotta do it. 
Oh my God. That's awesome. Cause I feel like people change their dreams all the time. I mean, when I was young, I wanted to be a teacher um, Mm -hmm. because my mom was a teacher Mm -hmm. and now I am in a completely different place in life where (laughs) I, you know, my job is different and I'm trying to start a small business. So trust me, it, it changes. So to see someone that has had that dream for that long and is doing it is pretty (laughs) pretty amazing. Thank you. You're definitely meant to do that. Our last question, and I, we feel like this is the most important question, is what is the one piece of advice that you would want to give someone new to hair loss or possibly regressing right now with their hair loss? I would say expect challenge. I feel like I didn't expect to have a lot of challenges growing up. And my challenges in life literally built my confidence as I got older. And I didn't have any support system or inspiration to look up to. So I used my confidence as a stepping stool. So never compare yourself, face your fears, and always be your true self. Do not change for anybody. Follow your heart and always love yourself. I love and just that. know you're beautiful. You're everybody's beautiful. Hair I is, absolutely love that. Yeah. I was going to say, expect challenges is great. Yes. I feel like yes. I've never heard that answer. <laughs> Because we've gone over questions like this together before on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've never heard that answer. And that's so great. And that's such good advice because there's so many challenges when it comes Mm -hmm. to hair loss. Are Mm -hmm. going to be hard, but it's going to teach you so many things. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody, anybody that sees challenges, they always put themselves down for that. With my hair loss journey, I've been used to keeping that as a confidence I feel like that's what built me to who I am today. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, it was those challenges that made you who you are. So Mm -hmm. why look at them as a bad thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal advice. I'm going to use that because (laughs) I I go through stuff too. So I'm definitely going to keep that. Of course. That's lovely. I absolutely love that. The last thing, obviously, you are Mm -hmm. awesome on Instagram and showcasing how confident you are. So where can our listeners connect with you online? What are your social tags and all that? My Instagram is Hey Chalice. I also post YouTube videos for fun. I post vlogs, lifestyle, fashion, family vlogs. That's Chalice Ader. My Instagram tattoo page is also Hey Chalice period Inc. If you guys are interested in tattoos, I'm trying to be a tattoo artist. But yeah, that's my socials. Awesome. So we just want to say thank you so much for coming on. You're the first one of our guest series and we're thank really you. excited I'm to so kick this honored. Oh, <laughs> we were like, oh, we have to have her on. She's so confident about this. I yes. love seeing that. But yes, thank you so much for coming on. And you guys know the routine. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thoseballchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which you can find in the episode description. And then for our chick bit, it's actually about Valentine's Day. So wearing your heart on your sleeve was a real thing, but not literally. Back in the Middle Ages during a festival honoring the goddess Juno, Roman men would draw the names of women they would be partnered with for the following year. And an extra fun fact is the Emperor Claudius II didn't condone marriage. He would only allow temporary couplings, which is very bizarre. So according to the Smithsonian, they would then show off the name of their intended by wearing it on their sleeve for the rest of the celebration. That's where wearing your heart on your sleeve came from. That's so um, cool. Isn't that cool? Uh-huh. When I found that out, I'm like, wait, what? That's so bizarre. <laughs> but all right, guys. Until next time, bald pick out.